Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Hi, welcome to another podcast, the Better Together podcast with Rosario and Callie Picardo. Welcome back. We talk about a variety of different topics, and today we want to talk about how we want to learn learning learning how to fight fair. We're learn- learning how to fight. I want to learn how to fight, Roz. I want to get pick up my boxing gloves and beat up a punching bag or. I wouldn't actually hurt a person. Never, never, never. But what what does it mean to learn how to fight? Because so often we say fighting's bad, but is fighting always bad? It's not always bad. It can bring us together. It can bring us closer, depending on our methodology and what we do and how we use it. And so there's different ways of being able to fight or really face conflict. Anytime you get a group of people together, more than one person, you're going to have conflict, whether it's internal conflict or external conflict. But there are so many different groups we see in the world, even today in the United States, with politics and with, um, you know, COVID and masking and unmasking and vaccine and unvaccine and everything else. So conflict oh, social is... social media. Oh, my goodness. Yep. I feel like that has become the MMA fight zone. And the church is no different because we have conflict over theology or practice and whatever that might be. So how do we fight? Well, it's something we've both been leaning into. Roz actually learned some in his MBA program, and I'm learning in my Master of Divinity program. So it apparently is needed whether you're going to be in the for-profit or the church world. And one model that is really helpful to look at is the Thomas Kilman conflict mode instrument, which puts on a graph. And I always love a good graph. I wanted to be a middle school math teacher, but looking on one axis of cooperativeness and on the other assertiveness. And if you are low on assertiveness, like you're not going to confront, but you're also low on working together you want to avoid another way to call it. I've seen it called where assertiveness is your commitment to the mission or to the cause or what you're fighting for. And cooperativeness is your commitment to the relationship. So how focused are you on the people that you're fighting with? So you have some folks that are justice advocates and they're fighting for change because they have an important cause. And that cause is so important And there are others that say, oh, I don't want to stand there because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to hurt a relationship. But if you move toward the people and toward the cause together is where you get some interesting interesting spots of really good fighting. But some people say, I don't want to fight. I see a fight. I'm just going to run. I'm just going to avoid it. Get me out of here. Yeah, so the first really response to fighting or conflict is avoidance. Um, You see this maybe in group settings where there's tension and there is maybe a disagreement and there's one person that really never says anything and 
they always are trying to help everybody kind of get along. They're a peacemaker, but they may not even speak words of peace. They just they don't want to have anything to do remotely with conflict, and they want to avoid it at all costs. And to be honest, there are times where as much as we want to get to the high cause, high people spot, there are times where all of these are important. Um, you think of a time where safety is of the utmost, where someone is physically in danger, avoiding could be a really good strategy to get completely out of harm's way and just to avoid conflict because it's not going to end well. Another one is competing. Um, what does it mean to compete? Um, this is high on the insertiveness axis where you're going to try to win at all costs. It's almost as if you are in a competition. Maybe you feel like you're in a court of law. And so uh, you're wanting to be heard. Uh, you're wanting really uh, your way to be the winning way. And so when it comes to maybe mediation or a court of law and there's a you know, something at stake, whether it's uh, a settlement or it's in sports and you're attempting to uh, be victorious and win a championship or a prize, you view conflict in that sort of way. And so there's that kind of competition spirit that comes along. And again, this could be good at times. Sometimes you are in a emergency and someone just needs to make a decision now. There's no time to problem solve. What is the best option? No, you need a solution now. Someone needs to decide and take action. I, this is a silly story, but our grill caught on fire um, a couple weeks ago. We had a leak in the gas hose. And all of a sudden, Roz yells and says, where's the fire extinguisher? We are, the grill is on fire. And so first, he's, he's wasn't a, hey, what should we do? Conversation is no, get the fire extinguisher. Well, we moved recently and we couldn't find the fire extinguisher because it was behind something. So then the next thing was, go to the neighbors, see if we could find a, if they have a fire extinguisher again no stopping well which which neighbor should we go to what is the best way to proceed it was like no we we need to take care of this it's time to get this done so at times it makes sense for one person to take the lead but there are other times where if you have never compromised never lost a fight never conceded in any way um it's okay to listen to someone else. Maybe there is another perspective. Your way isn't always right. There tend to be two sides, at least, to every conversation, every conflict. So if avoiding is really on this cooperativeness kind of angle where we avoid and we want to go to the nearest exit when the argument breaks out, then competing is on that far side. It's on the way opposite side. But then there's another way that we really approach conflict and that is accommodating. We want to accommodate somebody. It's really giving in to some extent, isn't it? It is. And it's um, really saying, okay, no, you're, I, I'm just giving up. And sometimes you're in a situation where you're arguing with someone that is going with that competing direction. And they, they're just not going to be wrong. And is it worth the fight? Is it worth the loss of relationship to fight with them? And so you say, it's fine. I give up. And, you know, this could be a good strategy if you are, if the, if it doesn't really matter to you. It's not a battle you want to pick. You know, it might be, um, you know, we have this with our toddlers a lot where 
they they don't want to wear that to school today. They have a particular outfit in mind, and it doesn't make sense, but they will be just fine, even though it's not something you would have picked out for them. And so often, our best approach is to say, it's okay. It's fine. There are other times where we say, no, 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 like it is 20 degrees outside. You can't wear shorts and a t-shirt. You need a coat and long pants. But when it doesn't matter, sometimes we say, you know, no, it's okay. What I'm just... Whatever you want, we'll just go with it. So it's really choosing your battle, picking and choosing your battles wisely. Not everything has to be a battle. And so it really comes down to um, do we take ourselves too serious or um, are we trying to control a situation? And if so, do we need to lighten up or do we need to really step back and uh, take inventory of ourselves? So. But if you always find yourself in that accommodating spot where you are always giving in to what someone else wants, um, ask yourself some questions there. Are there things that you should be fighting for that you're not? What are you afraid of losing there? I mean, you can get into um, some codependent relationships, um, especially if you've got someone always telling you this is the way, this is the way, this is the way it has to be. I'm making a decision. You're always enabling, accommodating, going along with them. So um, there are times where it's good to be accommodating, but there are other times where you need to say, no, this is this is important to me. And um, I need you to hear me on this. Another one is, and this is probably my guess is one of the most popular ones we see, and that's compromising. Um, it's kind of, you know, 50-50, we're going to kind of split it. It's going to be our way instead of my way or your way. That's what compromising is. So it's a, there, there's a level of assertiveness, but also cooperativeness. So, um, you know, we see this oftentimes, um, Maybe in um, marriages where there's some compromise of, hey, um, one night we're going to watch a romantic comedy on a, a date night, and then the next we're going to watch an action movie. So that could be compromise. Or usually with compromise, uh, you're giving up something in order to get what you want in the long run. So that that's kind of what compromise is, is you might not love something, but can you live with something? Um and it's not total displeasure. Uh, we see this, you know, with different settlements as well in in negotiations, especially there's compromise. And there might even be a mediator called in to help you get to that compromise. But there are times where compromise does make sense. You just you're you're trying to work together and that's the best you can come up with. But there is a fifth way that if you can get there. It And this is the air, place to start. We brought it to the last because it's the best for last. But honestly, if you can start with working toward this one, that's the place to start. And that place is collaborating. It's where there is high commitment to the relationship and also high commitment to the cause or the mission. So if Roz and I are fighting in our marriage... We're very committed to the relationship. Um, neither of us is trying to get out of this marriage. We're both all in and love each other. So we're a high commitment to relationship. But also, if we're really focused on, hey, this is a cause to say, we're both really, we'll go back to the parent example, really trying to help our kids go toward God, go in the right direction, but we have a different way of seeing that. Um, we have a commitment to the cause, 
and we have a commitment to the relationship. So we're going to work together to figure out what is a parenting style that's going to work in the situation. Yeah, and collaborating means that you're willing to listen to the other person. You're not quick to speak. You uh, assume the best intent of that person. Um, and you have to maybe slow down a little bit and not rush to the result or the conflict resolution. A lot of times we want to do that, but there's something in the midst of it when we can collaborate that makes relationships stronger, marriages stronger, teams even stronger. And then we see that maybe the best collaboration and coming together is when ideas are successful and you don't remember the single person of where it originated from because it was such a great idea that everybody won. And the collaborating is where it makes things stronger. Like you even get to a better outcome. And so um, I had a situation several years ago at work. I do fundraising for a living at United Theological Seminary. And oh my goodness, I love getting to do it. And we were trying to change up some things with the physical space to make some more space that would be wonderful for the students. And gathering space for uh, everyone on campus. And so I had a great idea. It was just the perfect idea for how to move a space. And I just had to get a donor who named a space to say yes. And so I went to them with my brilliant ideas and they said, no, they said, we don't want to move this space we've named. We wanted to name that space and we wanted to be in the center of the campus. So it needs to stay there. And I was crushed. I said, no, this was the best space for it. Um, but went to God in prayer. And as Christians, fortunately, we have the Holy Spirit as a mediator, mediating between us and God. Jesus went to the cross to mediate, but then we got the Holy Spirit interceding on our behalf, but also working in um, our horizontal relationships with people here on earth. So I was praying and saying, God, what am I supposed to do? And God gave me a piece of wisdom and insight that there were two primary motivators for this donor. And we could accomplish one, we could accomplish both in a creative way by opening up the space, keeping it named, keeping its purpose, but really moving the piece that needed to move in a different area so that really what they wanted was honored. Um, the opening up the space for others was honored, but we ended up with an even better solution because that no, that initial resistance led to a deeper conversation that led to a collaborative result that, um, really everyone was excited about. And it was even better than my initial idea that I thought was so brilliant. It wasn't that brilliant. The end result was so much better. So take the time. This next time when you find yourself maybe in a conflict situation, uh, instead of maybe avoiding or competing, accommodating or compromising, you try to collaborate and you do your best and pray and seek God's wisdom and discernment in whatever situation that you find yourself in. So we hope you have some good fights this next week, fighting in a way that honors God and loves one another. Until next time, God bless.